Hi, Lark. It's Steve. I hope you're doing well. Um, look, I know we're recording the episode later on this evening, but uh, I just wanted to run something past you quickly in case you're interested. Uh, this morning, I'm speaking to our mutual friend, Roger Helmer, the ex-Brussels MEP. Uh, I think he met him once at the live show uh, back at the Theodore Bullfrog. He was the guy who uh, got sick in all the uh, drip trays and then triggered the fire alarm when he tried to run away. Excellent guy, loads of fun. Anyway, he's asked if I'd be interested in helping him out with a little problem he's got. As you know, Roger is a keen athlete and he's, uh, he's training for a charity 10K in October to raise money for Luis Rubiales, the uh, head of the Spanish FA, uh, who's been having a rotten time of it lately. And he was wondering if I knew a professional sports masseuse who could help keep his calf muscles from freezing up between runs, you know keep nice and limber. Um, I seem to remember you have some experience in this area back from uh, when your mum had her, her leg thick. Uh, so yeah, naturally I floated your name and Roger seemed very interested. He would of course pay you for your time and I think it would um, just be a couple of hours a week tops uh, depending on how quickly his calves sort of um, adapt to his new regime. Uh, no pressure, just uh, I know you've been a bit strapped for cash lately ever since the pub burned down. Uh, and I wanted to bring this to you first before Gav or Joe sort of jumped at the opportunity. Um, all right, just let me know. Uh, speak soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, hi Steve, it's uh, Log. Wow, Roger Helmer, MEP, a former MEP. Yeah, I think I do remember running into him at the Theodore Bullfrog, but... He was having so much fun that night, I don't think he really had time to talk. He wasn't the one, he was the one hiding under the table, wasn't he, most of the evening? Just grabbing hold of women's ankles as they walked past. He is certainly a character. Anyway, it's great to hear that Roger's raising money for a good cause. I can't say I know much about Luis Rubiales, but from what I've read, he seems to be a very passionate Spanish man. I mean, emotions do run high, don't they, at the, at the World Cup? finals for the women uh, yeah so who can blame him for a quick peck on the lips with their star player in the in the heat of the moment but to your point would I like to massage UKIP MEP Roger Helmer's sore calf muscles I'd love to help out but I'm slightly hesitant that I might not be the best man for the job I mean I did look after my mum when she had her leg thing yes but that was really more of a skin complaint I mean, I did keep hold of the exfoliating gloves in a shoebox above the fridge in, in case she ever has another flare-up so I could whip those out, but I wouldn't exactly call myself a professional. But thank you for thinking of me, though, mate. Things have been a bit tight ever since the pub burnt down, so really appreciate you taking the time out and thinking of me. All right? Uh, speak soon. Cheers. Hi, Log. It's uh, Steve. Uh, look, I think you might be overestimating the level of skill required to do this sort of thing. I think anyone with a trestle table and some scented BHS candles can probably handle this. Uh, the way I see it, you've got just as much experience as uh, any qualified masseuse, uh, if not more. Uh, besides, uh, ever since him and uh, Nigel went out on the town after that uh, UKIP by-election win, uh, the high street places, they just they stopped returning his calls. Uh, I think they all talked to one another. They might be in, like, in a guild or something, but either way, Roger's name is officially Mud and no East Anglian masseuse will touch him. Uh, understandably, he's, he's very upset about it. Uh, with that in mind, uh, Roger would still like to see you for a trial session to sort of uh, just check you out and get the lay of the land. 
um, as it were. Uh, I've ordered me free on Tuesday, uh, seven. So if you could be ready for then with uh, all your oils and gloves and stuff, uh, that'd be great. Uh, they're sending a car to pick you up. So, you know, I think this could be really good for you. Uh, make, make a couple of quid and get you back on your feet again. Um, I was also asked if you have any allergies, so uh, just let me know about that whenever, whenever you can, when you get this message, right? Cheers, mate. Speak soon. Bye. Hi, Steve. It's Log. Uh, so I have just got back from Rogers this very second, and I think that went really well. I wasn't quite sure what I was expected to do at first. Roger's not at all like I remember him for a start. He was incredibly polite on the car journey there. I think he'd actually come straight from a run because his shirt was open down to the navel and he was sweating so much he kept sliding around on the leather seats. On the way there, he kept offering me these tiny little tubs of ice cream, which I, I think he picked up from an everyman cinema because they all said everyman cinema on the lid. They were all completely melted and his car was full of these little, these little plastic spoons. But he, other than that, he really went out of his way to put me at ease. When I explained to him... And I got it out of the way quite quickly because I was very nervous about it. I explained to him that I was an experienced physiotherapist. He just said, what does that matter? Uh, in that voice he does. And he just laughed at me. So I suppose he wasn't too put off by my lack of qualifications. When we got to Roger's house, I saw that he'd set up a Black & Decker workmate in the garage with um, everything we needed all sort of laid out around it. He'd even reversed his rover into the driveway to make some extra space for us, which I thought was uh, considerate. And he'd left the engine running with full beams on, so that we could see what we were doing in the stark, bright light of his halogen bulbs, which I also thought was very thoughtful. He didn't want to take his trousers off for the massage, which I found very odd. It's not how these things usually go, I thought. But then again, some people are very shy about their bodies, aren't they? So I did my very best just to rub hot coconut oil into his legs through the thick weave of his clothes. If I'm being honest, it made a terrible mess, and I think his trousers are probably ruined, but it did seem to bring Roger tremendous physical relief, so I can feel proud of that. After about ten minutes, his driver came in and asked if I wouldn't mind leaving through the back door. He gave me fifty quid and said he'd come by with Roger again on Thursday for another session, so this is amazing. Uh, thanks for hooking me up with this, man. It's a real help. Uh, I'll speak to you soon. Hi, Log. It's Steve. Uh, wow. Well, that sounds amazing. Roger's actually been in touch to um, to say how, how pleased he is with how that went. He's singing your praises. He won't shut up about how... He says he feels like a 15-year-old boy again. Uh, in fact, he's already planning a second charity 10K later this year to raise money for that poor woman who was videotaped punching a pony, which Roger is certain has been taken entirely out of context. He told me it's the sort of harmless fun Lisa Tarbuck would have happily shown on You've Been Framed 15, 20 years ago. Uh, and I'm inclined to agree, uh, although he did use some pretty nasty language to describe Lisa, which uh, I won't repeat here. Anyway, uh, words got round about your magic fingers, and Rogers asked if um, you'd be interested in catering a small party he's throwing for some of his nearest and uh, closest friends. Basically sounds like a private spa day kind of situation. Um, mud packs, cucumber slices, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, the car's coming by to pick you up in two hours, so um, this could be a big payoff for you, mate. Uh, don't fuck it up, yeah? <laughs> All right, speak to you soon. Bye. Hi. Uh, Steve, it's Log. 
I've got to be quick. I'm hiding somewhere in the loft of Roger Helmer's house near Market Harborough, and things have gotten way out of hand. Uh, Roger wasn't his usual self this time. He was very quiet and withdrawn in the car, and he didn't offer me any of his little tiny tubs of ice cream. Uh, when we arrived, he suggested I'd be more comfortable wearing a bathrobe for the evening, and when I didn't seem keen, he became very insistent. I didn't want to upset him, so I quickly changed out of my clothes in the downstairs bathroom, but when it came time to get dressed again, I couldn't find the robe he was talking about, and that's that's when Julia Hartley Brewer kicked in the door at the downstairs bathroom. She was wearing nothing but a fell raven bum bag, and she was screaming, Where's the piggy? In that voice she does. Is, that, is, is this the piggy? Hartley wants oiled. Give Hartley the grease. I didn't know what to do, uh, so I ran as fast as I could past Julia Hartley Brewer, but the floors were kind of slick with the thick glare of that coconut oil. I lost my balance and I, I slid down the hallway, straight into Helmer's kitchen, where the rest of the party guests were all assembled around the island, the kitchen island, with my... I'm, I don't know why I'm paying attention to the kitchen island because I was nude, I was there and Steve, it was some kind of nude sex party um, and Widdicombe was squatting over an Amazon Echo uh, telling Alexa to blow her the loudest kiss possible in that voice she does uh, Martin Daubney, he was uh, filming himself force-feeding Alan Keyes into the open mouth of that weird-looking guy off GB News you know, the, the one that thinks he's a priest Anyway, I managed to escape into the attic, but it's only a matter of time before they find me and make me an unwilling party to their sex antics. You you have to send help, Steve. Call me, call me when you get this message. Um, I'm in some pickle here. Cheers. Hi, Log, it's Steve, mate. Just hold in there, just hold on. Uh, this party sounds like great fun, uh, but I've been caught. Uh, fucking pricks, Harry Peacock and Dan Skinner from the Brian and Roger podcast found me. They're not happy. They ran my car off the road. And I'm in a fucking field in Dorset somewhere. Uh, trying to explain that they don't own the back and forth voicemail format or the, uh, the, the trope of a of one naive friend being exploited by by another in a uh, in a sex scenario. But then Dan Skinner pulled out a kitchen knife and said, do you want to know why they call me Skinner? Uh, so I just started running. Harry said something about peacocks too, but I couldn't make it out. It didn't make much sense. That guy's not as funny. Uh, anyway, I think I've just lost them. If you make it out of Roger Helmer's sex house, I'll see you for the episode recording later on tonight. All right, maybe be safe. Bye. Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast, a podcast that's exactly the same every week. And like every week, me and my best friend Log are here to bring you some comedy fun. There are no other members of the Regular Features Podcast. You can Google it and... You will get some chat GPT generated nonsense about Grob, Jamb, Mark, and Flingus. Flingus, the podcast favorite. Yes, everyone loves Flingus and his famous <laughs> mariachi features. But they're not here because they don't exist. It's always been me and Log. It's always been Log and me. Me, I'm Steve. Log, I'm Log. And what features have you got for the readers this week? 
Well, I've been sent a couple of magical lanyards through the window of my house that are going to give us passage through space and time to attend and interview all the Republican candidates in the primaries already. <laughs> and it's fascinating. And it's also very current. It's Have you seen uh, um, Donald Trump's mugshot in the, uh, in the news? I did see him post it and everyone's saying... Oh, God, it's his return to Twitter, isn't it? That's the first thing he's posted on Twitter yes, since it is. saying, I won't be going to the inauguration. That's his voice. Yes. Hi, welcome to my mugshot. I am Donald Trump. He's so proud of that mugshot. Just, it doesn't and look like a mugshot at all. It just looks like him look... He's definitely trained. He's been trained. To, like, he knows how to look good in pictures. Like, he's not a normal-looking human being. Yes, and his torso tilts forwards 45 degrees from his hips and his arms dangle straight down. He's a peculiar man, but I think he knows how to make himself look as good as possible in pictures. And that was mm. a very calculated little scowl that he did into the camera. Like, he was like, I'm going to get you for this. Don't, don't think I'm going to forget about this, Obama. No, what the, that's amazing. If there's anything we know about him, he will never forget about it. Yeah, this is it's just exciting, isn't it? <laughs> the cusp of something. Do you think he looks kind of hot in the picture? Um, let me bring the picture up for get it up. Get, for get, my own benefit, and I'll try it. Because I'm going to say it. Ooh, I'm going to say it. Say the unsayable, Steve. I think he looks fucking amazing. I, I think, think he looks, looks real good. I think I've never seen it. Any man look less symmetrical. And you know what they say about little bits of asymmetry are what makes stops people seeming perfect and makes them beautiful. Yeah. This motherfucker is all over the fucking place, and it is hot. He could not have got a better picture than that. That is, all of the things aside, I think he's played a fucking blinder there. He looks great in that mugshot. He's an act two boss. This yeah. guy is fucking Diablo material. I f- Man could lose himself in that. In that. Oh, God, God, Lord, come back, come back. <laughs> yeah, it's a scary picture. I think he's done a very good job of making me feel afraid of looking at it. Like I got in, like I shouldn't have Googled that picture just now. Now I'm cursed. Yeah, I mean, I've got you moving around and talking to me in one window, and that picture in another, and you don't exist to me, Steve. Well, well, I suppose um, we can only calm ourselves down by doing feature that has nothing to do with the Republican Party. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Angela's my name, and I always complain. I am not the same as my sister Bongella. I am Angela, a bank manager. Bongella's my sister. Please do not confuse us, yeah! Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. 
We are both estranged. I changed my last name to escape from the pain of my sister Bongella. She's an inventor. She cured the ulcer, but you can cure her. She is a fucking dickhead, yeah! Fuck you, Bongella. Yours sincerely, Angela. And now it is time for my regulari feature. Oh, oh, uh, now, <laughs> that's how we're doing it now. I love this energy. <laughs> now, me and you, Steve, we don't like to talk politics because we both know it would just be two men being performatively correct. And if anyone disagreed with us, it would just be embarrassing for them. So imagine my surprise then when me and you, Steve, got invited to the American Political Republican Primaries debates. Yeah. Yeah, the the invite, I've got it slid, fingered through my letterbox. It's uh, written on a napkin. It says, can you come to politics, please? Lots of politics to be had right now. And it came with these two lanyards with spinning spirals on them. Lanyards are hypnotic, it says. The word R is just the letter R there, and I do not want to tell you how they spelled hypnotic. <laughs> Use them to, the number two, interview purple. So, Steve, do you want to slip on a magic lanyard and go behind the scenes at the American Political Republican Primaries show? I, I would love to. I'd love nothing more. Fantastic. If you are these time traveling lanyards. Well, they are teleporting lanyards because if we put them on, apparently they'll take us to the conference right away. So if they can travel through space, they can travel through time. Everything's possible in this wacky world. <laughs> you weave universes with your words <laughs> and lanyards. That's it. All you need is what's that word for the things that do things in films? A gubbins device. <laughs> That's what these lanyards are. Yeah, once we put the lanyards on, I think there'll probably be some background sounds beginning. Yeah. So that so we and prepare some teleportation sounds. Yeah, some yeah, all that kind of stuff. Any basically some fucking fantastic foley work is about to happen. Great. That beautiful F-35. It's stealth. You cannot see it. Is that correct? That's correct. Better be correct, right? Yes, that's right. Lock her up. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. He's going like, I don't remember. I don't, oh, maybe that's what I said. Oh, Steve, it really is jam-packed to the political rafters in here. I can't believe how much political blood is being pumped around the organs of state right now. These guys look like they eat political hot potatoes for lunch. I am up to my neck in policy. Six more inches, and I'm going full wonk. Quick, try out your hypnotic lanyard on that large candidate. I love how Log understands the application of the lanyard immediately. It's a rotating spiral. You know how it works. That's true. Hello. Hello. I'm Steve. Nice to meet you. Do you like my my name? Do you like my lanyard? Nice, nice lanyard. My name is Dixie, Dixie, DJ Dixon Ratchet. A Republican candidate. I am, got a bracket. After my name, there's an R in the brackets. That's me, DJ Dixon Ratchet. Ooh, yeah, R. Um, so what's your best policies, please? Please, then. Well, I've got a lot of policies as well, you know, but you simply can't make me choose between my two biggest baby policies. Dogs in and on every car, and get those spectacles off that child! Okay, yeah, so, um, yeah, um, so, DJ Dixon Ratchet, uh, That's what, my name, baby. What, uh, I, I, I guess what I'd say is what, what is 
or are your policies at or about, please? Well, it's quite simple. When I was at school, if you wore glasses, people, people like me, would come up to you and say, Oh, glasses, is it? Well, if you like seeing stuff so much, take a look at my asshole. And I'd pull down my pants and I'd sit on your stupid, bonky eyeballs. And you'd say something like, because you're a nerd, you'd say, actually, all I can see is your buttocks. Your asshole is much closer to my nose, actually. So you make quite the fool of yourself there, Mr. DJ Dixon, that shit. And because I am open-minded and able to grow, I realised that you were right. So I dragged my asshole across your face like a food crayon. This is such a nice story. And I want to make sure no child goes through that pain ever again. So I'm going to imprison every child who seeks to see objects better than God intended them to see the objects. What about contact lenses? Oh, if you try that shit, you'll be mummified in the town square and made to haunt a fairground. That is why I am giving every cop one of those hooks that they use to pull your brains out your nose. And... What about the dogs thing that you said? Dogs in and on every car. I think that speaks for itself. Dogs in cars has proved popular with the public so far. Do you really think you can deliver on the on part of that promise? Ask my wife. I am not in the habit of making empty dog promises. My wife knows that better than anyone. My wife once thought my dog promise empty and not a single one of her dogs is alive today. How do you keep them on top of the cars? Don't they jump off? Well, magnetic dog boots, while effective and available at my online shop, have proved too expensive for everyone, and we did trial putting the dog in a suitcase on a roof rack, but we found a lot of people... (laughs) But we found that a lot of people would simply drive around with an empty suitcase up there. Deceptive and criminal. Until something better comes up, we just get the dogs to lie down and hammer a croquet hoop over their neck. It's extremely humane, and I love doing it. Thank you for your time, DJ Dixon Ratchet. My pleasure, and lovely lanyard. That was a great interview, Steve. You really cut to the political chase. Thank you, Log. I hope it didn't let him off too easy. Not at all, Steve. You put him on the top shelf in the political oven and gave him a proper grilling. Asking hot-button cues on the topics du jour is exhausting. I need to have a 45-second rest. You interview someone, quickly! Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, I just saw a big candidate woman. Let me at her. Hello, good evening, Senator Metus. I'd like to ask you a few questions about the economy, if you don't mind. Attention. Oh, what is it? Want to fuck old women, but you don't know how? <laughs> well, yes, of course, but I don't see any solution. This is the solution. I'll believe it when I hear it. On this site, you will have to fuck old women whenever they ask you to. Hmm, sounds good, but surely I could game the system by refusing to fuck some of the old women. If you refuse three times, your account will be blocked. Oh, you've thought <laughs> of everything, but there's no urgency to sign. Up. I'll do it next week. Access is only available for a limited time. Oof, go on then. But I bet I can't try for free. Try for free. Well, you've certainly got my vote. Click here to see old women in your area who want to fuck. Do you know what? I think I will. She really wanted me to fuck old women, Steve. I think my cookies might have gone wrong in my browser. <laughs> you know, those, uh, those ads are all targeted based on your browsing history, Doc don't know what happened. <laughs> I'd, I'd actually... This is post-clicking gay on the website. <laughs> and first they think old women can cure me. <laughs> well, 
Everyone else has tried. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Get in the queue, girls. <laughs> hey, well, I'm all rested now and full of beans. Political oh. beans, may I add? May you I better specify. specify. <laughs> the political beans, I believe, are compatible with the political hot potato from earlier. They're called Joe. No, not Joe. Steve. Fucking hell. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I must have flashed my hypnotic lanyard at you and confused you just for a wow, second. Wow, I'm all over the place. <laughs> There's another candidate. Go and, go and interview him, <gasps> champ. Okay, off I go. Don't call me champ. All right, chump. Rita Bobita Bonana Fana Fofita Fifivometer, it's your turn to get interviewed by me, Steve Hogarty. Hello. Hi. Before you ask me any questions, I think in order to best convey my politics, I would like to take this opportunity to describe a velch I did last week <laughs> on the bus. I was inserting four finger-sized pilchards headfirst and one after the other into my mouth. The first pilchard slipped directly into my neck, where it stayed. A second pilchard found its way into my right cheek, and I could feel its eyeball pressing against my gums. I defy any modern author to describe that sensation. The English language as it stands today simply lacks the words. Is this going somewhere, Rita Bobita Bonana Fana Fofita Fifomami? No! That's my name. <laughs> Is this going somewhere, Rita Bobita Bonana Fana Fofita Fififomita? Ah, fucking fuck you. Here we go. Are you a professional, Steve? Shut up. <laughs> Is this going somewhere, Rita Bobita Bonana Fana Fofita Fifamomita? If you check out my lanyard, you'll see that I'm a very busy political journalist working in Washington, D.C. Oh my God, yes, the pilchers are a metaphor for voters, and that will become clear any minute now. In that case, I will allow it. You may answer the question. The third pilchard somehow lodged itself head in one cheek and tail in the other, and by nudging aggressively at it with my tongue, I managed to split its torso in half, showering the first pilchard in a shocking amount of its brother's guts. Were these pilchers alive? Well, yes, because as you just made me reveal prematurely, they represent voters, and voters rarely arrive at the ballot box dead. Thank you for that very important clarification. Please do continue. The fourth pilchard swam around in the spittle underneath my tongue, singing songs of brine and infinite darkness. No, 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 I believe... You mentioned a velch. Oh my god, the velch is in the very next sentence. You are the absolute worst at listening to stories. Sorry, sorry, I can't wait. Oh, I love velchers. <laughs> so I could not swallow the third pilchard's guts because the first pilchard was lodged in my throat. And the people on the bus thought the fourth pilchard singing was me talking about brine. Like, I give a fuck about brine. And then I just velched everything out. Two intact fish, an unreasonable amount of guts for the size of it, hot spittle and two litres of undigested milk, all into some cunt's bag for life. Oh, wow. What a great story. Oh my god, I'm not finished! You are actually cruising for a bruising right now! (laughs) (laughs) When I got home, I realised the second pilchard was still in my mouth. Its eye pressed so hard against my gums that it had popped and the socket had acted like a kind of suction cup, locking it to my mouth. Wow, what a great story. And that pilchard, that tenacious second pilchard, who resisted the tide of milk and bile, who locked his socket on my jawbone, that 
is who I am going to represent. That is my voter. That is my demographic when I say I am going to abolish the minimum wage. Wow. What a great story. Wow, Steve, what a great story. It really was. I like the bit where they velched into the bag for life. Oh, Steve, man, you love velching so much. Tell you what, I'm going to velch up a carrot for your birthday. I love you, Log. Love you too, Steve. <gasps> Ooh, look over there. Who is it? What? Who? <laughs> who is that? It's Benny from Crossroads. I have to interview him. <gasps> Who the fuck is Benny from Crossroads? It's an old man thing, Steve. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> Hello, Benny. Hello, Benny. Benny, Benny, Benny from Crossroads Motel. Hello. Tell me, what is your policy on the area around motels? I likes to keep them tidy. And if inside the motel if there are any odd jobs that need doing uh happy to oblige i won't touch electrics though oh my lanyard speaking as benny from crossroads (laughs) from the west country (laughs) i have to go now steve the spiral on my hypnotic lanyard stopped spinning i think it's run out of political capital People are no longer compelled to talk to me. I can't believe you wasted your last magical interview on Benny from Crossroads. You wait a fucking minute there, Steve. Benny from Crossroads is culture. Sorry if I'm too cultured for you. Like, when people say, don't throw a Benny, that's the Benny they're talking about, Steve. Is that really the Benny they're talking about when they say, don't throw a Benny? Yeah, it is. That was... It's on Benny from Crossroads' Wikipedia page. With a reference, I believe it's footnote 11. I didn't care to click the footnote because I'm not reading that oh, shit. I, look, my spirals, my spiral, my lanyard spiral is slowing down now too. Uh, I need to get one last political interview in before we're transported back to our respective bedrooms. Go on then, quickly. Hello. Hello there. Hi. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Who, me? Yes, please, you. Well, well, I'm Candid Ronald and I'm the naughty one. Well, how naughty are you? Who, me? Yes, please. Oh, I'm ever so, ever so naughty. I'll say anything, me. Will you, though? Who, me? Yes, please. Oh, yes, there's nothing I won't say. For example, ask me what I think about immigrants. Ah, I'd rather not. Go on, ask me. I don't, I really don't want to. Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. I think immigrants are, I think. There. Oh, you're not going to believe it, but I actually do think this. I think immigrants are little Bobby Dazzlers. Okay. That might not win me any votes, but it's what I feel. I think they're all little Bobby Dazzlers, and I will not apologize for it. For our American listeners, what does the phrase little Bobby Dazzler actually mean? Oh, I see your game. Trying to pin me down so you can use my words against me. If you think you can trick me with your liberal Harvard handshakes and your secret rituals full of childless urban globalists, then you've got another thing coming. I appreciate that you said another thing coming. I hate it when people say there's another thing coming. What the fuck? (laughs) I am giving you a chance to explain yourself. You know what? If I win, it'll be all your fault. You what? (laughs) You what? (laughs) 
People can see right through what you're doing. They can see you're throwing every dirty trick in the book at me because I tell it like it is. And soon everyone will think immigrants are little Bobby Dazzlers like me. And I'll be president. And it'll all be the fault of the woke fascists like you. And everyone will drive to the border in their little go-karts and bip their little hooters and say, Oh, what a lot of Bobby Dazzlers. Do you, do you know what a Bobby Dazzler is? Ask me who I think commits the most crimes. No, no, I will not. I will not. It's ask not who me. you'd think. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's it. My lanyard's just stopped spinning now, and it's as it's powered down. I think we're losing our connection to this world of Republican primaries. I can feel the mundane, non-political sphere encroaching. You're fading, Steve. I can see your skull. It looks like our political adventure is over. Oh, Steve, I've enjoyed doing politics so much. Can we do this every week? No, because that was (laughs) shit. Rude. Very rude. (laughs) That's it for another week of Regular Features. If you enjoyed what you just heard and there's no reason you shouldn't have enjoyed it it was good high quality content then you can show your appreciation by chucking a little bit of money into a patron account we call it patron.com slash regular features and if you throw in an amount that pleases us enough we will get the horse with no name from the song the horse with no name to kick your name out of you with his nameless hooves and then sit on your head and shit a bee name back where the hole is that um was left by the absence of your original human name that is one of the powers that the horse with no name has which you'd know if you listen to the full song what is a bee name you're asking well show don't tell <laughs> is my answer we're going to give two B names right in front of your astonished face right now, and I think you'll probably immediately recognise their value and that you want one. Yes, through inference, you'll. I think you'll understand exactly what's happening here. I realise it's a bit of a putting you in the spotlight here, but I want a B name for Lucy King, and you can't have Juicy Queen. Oh, what, why? Hang on, why can't I have Juicy Queen? Lucy King, you are Juicy Queen! <laughs> Steve, sorry, I hogged that B name. Can you please give a me name to Emily Anderson? Gillian Anderson in the X-Files. Emily in the Hive, never to return. Emily in the Hive. <laughs> I've had enough. Emily in the Hive. And this a- is the last you'll kiss, kiss goodbye to these, Stinger. This Kiss goodbye. <laughs> How many stings have you got? <laughs> I've had enough. Emma leaving the hive. That's the last you'll see of this thorax. Oh, yeah. I think Emma leaving the hive is good. Emma leaving the hive. Full name. I've had enough. Emma leaving the hive. Kiss goodbye to this thorax. But luckily, she's saying that to her previous hive because one of the other benefits of the giving us the money and getting a B name is you do get access to our Discord which we like to call the beehive. It's a conceit that we are sticking with and you can't stop us. So, Emma leaving the hive, welcome to your new hive where you, I'm sure you'll fit right in. You're probably already there. Oh, that's, that's it then, Steve. We can retire to our coffins in the 
the River Seine for another week. <laughs> Don't you mean our coffin? Oh. Our double-width coffin, where we sleep beneath the ashes of the Louvre. Face to face, spinning on the Z-axis all night long. Only on moonlit nights, though. <laughs> <laughs> How do we know it's moonlit? We just do. <laughs> yeah, figure it out for yourselves. We'll be back next week with another episode. Goodbye. God, God bless you all. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features.